right, welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I am your host today. Welcome in. Uh, you know, here at the Growing Faith Podcast, our heart is to just simply equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, to equip followers of Christ to be disciples and to be disciple makers and to be disciple maker makers. Come on. That is really where we want people to go. We do that by talking primarily about small groups, about pastoral care, and and about the very topic of discipleship. And so super glad you are here in with us today. We are in part two of a conversation that we titled, How Do I Help My Group, My Small Group, Multiply? The idea there is that we don't just simply want to have groups to have groups to get together. Like, yes, relationship is an important component uh, of small groups for sure. Uh, But we also want to make sure that we are creating environments where people can't help but grow. That that people, as a result of being in these life-giving relationships, that they grow in their relationship with Jesus. And when you grow in your relationship with Jesus, you draw other people towards you to also then meet Jesus and follow Jesus. And so that should lead us to an environment where we are seeing multiplication in our groups, in our relationships. And so how do I help my group to multiply? Last time we got together and had an episode, we talked about how we want to make sure that we first and foremost just cast off the burden of making your group multiply, that while I'm going to give you some tips and tricks uh, and some guidelines on what you can do to effectively push it that direction, that ultimately the fruit, the responsibility for the fruit relies in the vine, not in the branch. And so uh, Jesus in John 15, he clearly says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And apart from me, Unless you abide in me, if you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. And so it's important to recognize that vine and branch relationship that the branch does not produce the fruit. The vine produces the fruit through the branch that we, we're just uh, blessed and lucky enough, if you will, to be part of the process, to be part of God's process of growing people and seeing fruit happen. So don't so don't carry burden you weren't meant to carry. The second point that we talked about is just to to pray for it. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things uh, my my father-in-law uh, he one of his famous sayings that he was that he was famous for was has it come to this, you know, like is are things so bad that we decided we should pray about it, and uh, and I think we should try to not be that kind of people. That we should be a kind of people that pray about it uh, before it gets bad, before we feel like we need to pray about it. We're praying about it because we recognize the value and the power of prayer. And we talked about prayer going in two directions. One in being praying over your group as a whole and making sure that you're praying, God, help me lead my group to multiply and to grow. And then secondarily to be praying for the individuals that make up your group by name every single day. 
here at Mana House, we, we charge, we challenge every single small group leader. You have three jobs. <laughs> you know, we like to say, you had one job. Um, I would say, you know, if you only had one job as, as a small group leader, this might be it, this whole prayer piece. We give three jobs. One is to meet with your people regularly. Two is to pray for them by name every single day. And three is to help them identify and take their next steps in their walk with Jesus. And so that's our that's our goal as as small group leaders is that we want to meet regularly, pray, and then help identify and take their next steps. And really, this prayer piece is a huge part of that that discipleship piece in in number three, helping them identify and take their next step in their walk with Jesus. A big part of that is spending time praying for them. And this is where a lot of really key um, growth moments can flow out of, and uh, and that'll come kind of in the next point, is as you're praying for them, and you begin to recognize, wow, there's some things here that I can help impart to you. There's some things here the Holy Spirit's speaking to me about you that I want to encourage you, and I want to strengthen you, and I want to help you. And, and so this praying piece is cannot really, it cannot be overstated. It is a big, big deal. So you want to make sure that you are casting off the burden of the responsibility for the growth and multiplication of your group, and you want to make sure that you're a praying leader. Now that leads us to this week. This episode, we're talking about three more points, and I'm just going to give it to you right now, and then we'll go through each one individually. Try to hit it nice and quick so you can get it, get back into your day, into your flow, freshly equipped to go about the work. So then uh, the next point we're going to talk about is to teach it and preach it. And I kind of put that in the same line, even though there is a little bit of a difference between the two of teaching and preaching. You know, one is more didactic, instructional, and then the other would be more inspirational and stirring, though a good teacher will will be inspirational and stirring in the way that they teach. Um, So then number four is to model it. And number five is to think small. Start small. So let's go to point number three, teach it and preach it. You know, sometimes people think that this is like, uh, you know, why would you why would you need to teach people in a small group about multiplication? Well, because honestly, our culture is very self-centered, very inward looking. And so if we don't go to the Bible and say, what does the Bible say we should be doing, then we're not gonna, we're not gonna get people to think and do Bible things unless we teach them what the Bible says. We have to help them understand what the Bible says in order to get them to be able to walk in obedience to the Word of God. Hearing the Word of God is the first step of people being able to obey and to follow in in that step, in that process, on that road. And so you want to teach it and preach it. One example of how you could do this is to mine out of the Bible some of the what we like to call the one another's. So uh, love one another, bear one another's burdens, um, and and forgive one another, and uh, give honor to one another. All the all these different kinds of things the Bible says we're supposed to do to one to another. And you actually could just take one at a time and and dig into uh, what does the Bible say about this? How do we do it? How are we going to keep each other accountable to do this? And as you create an environment where People are forgiving one another. People are believing the best in one another. People are being patient with one another. People are loving one another. 
you're going to create an environment that people want to be in. You're going to create an environment that will naturally grow because people are going to be like, uh, dude, you need to come to my group because my group, man, life is happening in my group. People help you. People love you. People care about you. That's the kind of environment we want to build when it comes to small groups because it's life. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We need to recognize the value and the power of the word of God to produce fruit in people's lives. Because like I said, shaking off the responsibility of growth doesn't mean that you're not involved. It just means that you need to understand what causes growth. And the word of God in people's hearts produces fruit in people. So that is, we need to lean into that. So that is the teach it and preach it. Make it part of your conversation. Make it part of what you discuss as a group. And then because we're doing the point before this, we're praying for them. We're getting insight from the Holy Spirit into people's lives and what they're going through. And we're connecting with them in between group meetings and we're calling them and we're having what we like to call I see in you conversations like, uh, hey, Joe, I see in you an incredible ability to, you know, fill in the blank and and begin to let me let me tell you how as you step into what the Holy Spirit has for you, how you're going to be able to lead other people to do the same. And so it, it's such a powerful combination as we're praying for them and the Holy Spirit speaking to us and help us helping us to see things about them that we can help speak into their life and pray into their life. Then, then the Holy Spirit just comes and breathes on it. And then you throw in the word of God to instruct and to convict and to break off and to shake. Man, you're going to see beautiful things happen as a result of that. Going on to number four. Model it. We gotta. We have got to model uh, the thing that we're trying to have happen. And so, uh, one question I tell small group leaders to ask themselves is to ask yourself, "What are my pressure points when it comes to leading my group?" And and uh, and so you just want to identify where are things that you feel pressure from because you have to do as a group leader, and what are those things? Can you hand off? Can you delegate? Can you assign? And and then help bring people along in their ability to lead one step at a time. And so what you're going to do is you're going to be creating a multiplication environment by multiplying the leader. Like you're, you're going from you're the one leader and you're going to now multiply yourself by empowering and giving ownership to other people in the group that they're not merely partakers, but they're going to be a contributor in the group. So um, you... And what this also does is it just begins to um, keep you from being the answer person, to keep you from being the one that everybody goes to for every single thing in the group. And it creates a community group dynamic where people walk away from it and go, I can do that. Um, one guy uh, always tells a story about how the very first time he led a really intense like discipleship type group. Um, he he went through uh, Wayne Grudem's systematic theology, and boy, it was awesome. He was like a seminary educated guy, and so he was really good at it, really passionate about it. And the guys learned a lot; they grew a lot in in the group. But then later, none of them reproduced into being small group leaders. And the main reason is because 
They didn't think they could. They didn't think they were qualified. So you have to be careful <laughs> how you approach um, leading a small group. You want to create an environment where people walk away and they're like, oh, man, I could do that. Oh, man, like I, I have what it takes to make that happen in other people's lives, that you don't do something that's so crazy and so out, out there that people are like, oh, I could never, I could never match up to that. And you'll help develop future leaders by giving them one little piece at a time. And again, you don't want to just assign tasks because if you assign tasks, you, you get, you know, you get follower doers, you know. If you give ownership, then you get leaders. You get leaders because you're like, hey, I want you to own this section of our small group. I want you to own the welcoming and hospitality piece. Like as people are walking through the door, what are we, what kind of environment are we creating as a small group? Are we, are we greeting people? Are we giving them a big hug? Are we, you know, how are we doing that? Are we just like, Hey, what's up? And you know, find your seat and you give them ownership over that area. And then they get to dream. They get to make it their own. And it's a pretty powerful tool to help them grow in their leadership ability. Number five is to, Think small. Rick, what in the world do you mean by think small? Well, thank you for asking. I'm really glad you asked. You think small because multiplication happens with the one. Um, like if you do simple math, like say I, I start a small group with three people in it, just three people, not a big group, right? It's a small group, like like the name, like the name indicates, right? And so uh you start a small group of three people and you pour your heart into them and you invest in them and two of the three. So you're not even batting a thousand, right? Like two of the three go, you know what? I want to do this too. And they go and find three people to lead with. And so you now went from a group of you and three others. So you had four people and then two more people go and get three more each. So that's six people. And then say you go and get three more people. You can see how this exponential process begins to really kind of just explode. Because we start small and we invest in the one. And, and, and you can start by actually asking every single one in the group to think small. Hey, I want you this time we're meeting together to think of one person, one person you can pray for, one person you can connect with, one person you can help disciple. And I want you to pray for that person. I want you to find ways to connect with that person. And you will see lives transform because we will go from this American Christianity that is all about us and our own world, and you'll begin to get their hearts lit on fire with the very thing that God has created us for. God has created us to go into the world and make disciples. And, and so as we help release people into this of doing it, it's kind of one of those taste and see that the Lord is good kind of moments. As they step in and they taste and see that this thing is good, God lights a fire in their heart, and then, boy, you just let it go, and you'll see incredible transformation happen. So just as a quick recap, we're going to cast off the burden of responsibility 
of fruitfulness and multiplication in our group. We're going to pray for multiplication. We're going to teach it and preach it. We're going to model it, and we're going to think small. Start with your one. Who are you praying for? Who are you inviting? Who are you talking to? And again, on this thinking small piece, you got to model it. You got to be it. You got to do it. And people will naturally go, oh, that's what I do. If the people that are in this group, this is what we do. We invite people. We make people feel welcome. We help people grow. So good. So there's your five points. Now you all are experts on how to help your group multiply. I hope this conversation is helpful. Um, you know, give us a, a like and maybe even hit subscribe uh, on the YouTube channel. And um, we're we're on YouTube under Growing Faith Podcast. And so love to invite you even to partake in the video content if you want to see my beautiful face. And to you, the listening audience, thank you so much for being a part of what we have going on here at the Growing Faith Podcast. Please like and share, subscribe, review. All of those good things help get the word out. So with that, we just say a big hearty God bless you and have the most amazing day.